Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Number 16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. For, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. I'm glad he's with us always. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we love you, God, and we thank you, God. I thank you for this opportunity, God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another opportunity, God, to share the gospel with somebody, Lord. I'm asking that you just give us more opportunities as we go, Lord. Just get, open up doors for us, God, Lord, to, God, just outreach into our community more and more. Lord, we love you, God. I'm asking you to be with me tonight. Lord, hide me behind your cross. Help me to get out what you put in me, Lord. Lord, I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So tonight I want to teach on the... Come off of what I we went from Sunday school and then but just making disciples. I feel like that's something that we really need right now. There's a lot of people we have people we're leading people to the Lord, but some people are getting baptized. But how many people, you know, are we discipling? Are we true discipling? Amen. The Great Commission is the very last thing that Jesus told his disciples to do before he before he ascended. Everything you know, everything that the disciples had been following by the gospel has now become truth to these guys. He, uh, they have seen everything that he has told them. It's all come to pass at this point. I, c- I couldn't imagine that, dude. Everything, everybody calling you something for so long. You following this man, and you ain't got no idea. And then every single thing he says is true. Amen. He ain't never said nothing that wasn't true. But they've been given a very great commission here. I'm sure they were nervous, and they all ended up going. Gra- they all end up going great places. They sacrificed their life. They sacrificed everything for the gospel. Amen. We never know how someone will react. That's just somehow, there's so many times right now we're in a time that it's just hard. It's hard to share the gospel right now, especially even before COVID. Just our society, it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder. And I was one of those people, though, so I can appreciate just how hard that is. But so here's a couple attributes of Christ. If we can remember these, y'all, we can share the gospel with anybody. The first thing I want, I want you to notice is his power. His power, it was presented to him. Verse number 18 says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He didn't assume it. He didn't take it. It said that he was given to him. He and God are now one. Amen. Now notice that his power that is prominent. Since all the power is given, since all the power on heaven and earth is given to him in the commission that, that he gives us, there is, it's not a suggestion. This commission that he gives us, it's a command. It's like when Eli's running up and down the balcony stairs. Y'all hear me every time afterwards. Eli, get down from there. That's a command. It's not something, I'm not saying, Eli, if you feel like coming down off them stairs, come down off them stairs. That's a command. Amen. That's what, and that's how this is, too. We, when a ship is commissioned by the Navy, that ship is, is, is given a lifetime duty. From the, time, from the time that it was created, it's put into commission, and until that ship is no longer a ship, it's, it's has a duty. It has its property of the Navy, and that's the same way we are. We were given that commission. 
And we're to do that. That's why we wake up in the morning is to share the gospel. Amen. Amen. It's, his, it's, it's his authority that sends us, his authority that guides us, his authority that empowers us. His work and his, and his message, the greatest message, is the gospel message and is carried out by us and us alone. Amen. If, if you're not going to go some, if you're not going to tell somebody who will, so has God been telling you to go somewhere? Has, is, he, is he talking to you right now? Is he telling you there's somebody on your mind right now? I know some people in here that you got somebody on your mind right now that you've been praying for, and I have those same people on my mind that we pray that they that they see that they come back to church, or you pray that they become they like they come in, and they got on fire for a little while, but they they were never truly discipled. Amen. And that's what we need to work on. So the number one, the first attribute was his power. But the second is his precept. Because Jesus now has all the power, he commands us to go. He tells us as the king. It's not a recommendation. Like I said, it was a direct order. I noticed that the people that he, said, that he sends, he says, go ye. He don't say, go John. He don't say, go Peter. He don't say, go Paul. He don't say, go Chris. He says, go ye. Amen. That means you. This command is personal. I mean, I know that he was talking to the disciples, but he was talking to us too, amen? It's a living word, amen? This command is personal. We can all tell somebody about Christ. Like, it's, it's not, it seems like it's so hard. In this generation, we're so scared of what somebody else is going to say. We're so scared about somebody's going to get on social media or something and tell us, you know, this guy and blast us. And it's, it happens. It happens over and over. I've seen where churches have been blasted over standing on the Word of God. And I've, I've seen that with my own eyes since I've been saved. And I'm still a baby Christian. Amen? And I've seen that. And, but we have to stand on the Word of God. Amen? But we have, to, we have to be bold. We have to be bolder than ever. There's lives at stake here. Amen? You, you may be the only Bible. This is, this is, I love this, y'all. I got this on the back of my iPad here. It says, you may be the only Bible that that person ever gets to see, amen? You may be the only Bible. There's some people won't never crack open this Bible, amen? My daddy, my daddy passed away. But before he passed away, I got to lead him to the Lord, but he never cracked open the Bible. He died at 53 years old, never cracked open a Bible. You know, but he saw my life. He saw the transformation that God made in my life, and that's not nothing to do to me. That's all glory to God, amen? But I got to lead him to the Lord three days before he died. He never cracked open the Bible, but I believe he's walking the streets of gold today, Amen? But if, if you won't reach out to them, who will? If you won't teach them, who will? Charles Spurgeon said this. Jesus said, go to some very imperfect disciples. Who is to go out of that first band of disciples? It is Peter, the rash and the headstrong. It is John, who sometimes wishes to call fire from heaven to destroy men. I can feel that some days. Amen. It is Philip, with whom the Savior had been so long, and yet he has not known him. It is Thomas, who must put his finger into the print of the nails, or he will not believe him. Yet the master says to them, Go ye, all power is given unto me, therefore go ye. You are as good for my purpose as anybody else would be. There is no power in you, I know, but then all the power is in me, therefore go ye. That is some powerful stuff right there, amen. There is no power in us, but it's all in God. Jesus said, make disciples of all nations, not just converts, not just supporters of the cause. He said, make disciples. Amen. If you look up disciples in the, in the dictionary, not the Bible, look at it in the dictionary. It says that it's just a, it says it's a follower or a student of a teacher, leader, or philosopher. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is not just somebody that, that comes in here and walks out and gets saved. That's a great thing for somebody to walk that aisle and get gloriously saved. I'm thankful for the day that I walked that aisle and got saved. 
But that's not where it ends at, amen? We're not, set, we're not just punching our card to heaven and, and that's it. We're put here for a purpose. Disciples are made. They're not just spontaneously created at conversion. We must, we must, go, we must go out and once these people get saved, we've got to show them how to live. We've got to show them that they've got to show up for Sunday school. We've got to show them that they've got to show up, that you have to fellowship. You have to show them everything because if not, they don't know. I, when I, the first time I come to a church, I was an atheist. I don't know if you guys knew that about me. I, I wanted nothing to do with church. We come to church when I was a small child, and we got church hurt, and I got away from church. So I knew nothing about church. I didn't know you were supposed to go to Sunday school. You know, I didn't know that we were supposed to, that you weren't supposed to wear a hat in the church, or you weren't supposed to come up here in shorts. And that's okay. If that's how you want to come, be comfortable. Amen. But let me tell you, we have to show these people. Somebody had to show me, and I'm thankful for that man that discipled me, and he showed me why I wouldn't be standing here today, amen, if somebody wouldn't have discipled me. Disciples are how gospel are spread. They're not spread by, there's nobody going to walk that aisle if you ain't ain't making disciples that's going out winning souls. Because the people right now, the generation right now of soul winners, the greatest generation that we've had of soul winners in this country, they're dying off, y'all. We need, we have to build back, we're losing a generation now. You can look at it right now, there's, I think it's only, I think it's only like 18% of students that they, they stay at church after they graduate high school. I mean, it's nothing. It's, it's, if, you're, if your parents aren't involved in church and they don't have you in church every day of your life, it's most likely you're not going to come back to that church after you go to college. Amen? And that's just how it goes. But we, it's because we're not making disciples. And I don't mean to sound mean. I, sometimes I get up here and I sound mean. I promise I don't mean to. Amen? But we don't need any more Sunday morning pew dwellers. We don't need, we need soldiers of the cross. We need men trainers. We need, we need people on the front line winning souls for Christ. Amen. This is how we reach the whole world with the gospel. It's with life on life discipleship. I'm a big believer in that. That you have to, if you want somebody to be discipled, you have to invest your life into them. We have to invest our life in the soul winning, and that means investing our life into other people. That means doing things that are inconvenient for you, amen? And, I, and this is a church that does that, and I know this, and I don't mean to come up here. I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak, amen? But I think this is a good reminder for all of us. I notice that the people that he sends, number two, I notice the places that he sends them to. Before this, Jesus mainly only dealt with the Jewish nation, and he sent disciples out with the same, with the same charge, but now salvation being, is being given freely to all nations. Grace has been extended to all. Amen. There's, no, there's nobody that should go without a clear presentation of the gospel. But I guarantee you there's people right here in this community, there's probably people right here in this back neighborhood that ain't never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. And there, it, it's sad, y'all. It's, it's people, we get rejected and rejected and rejected and we just give up on them, y'all. We have to, we have to push on them, amen? But people, there's people right here, they don't know the love of Jesus. There's people right here in our community they've never had, they've never seen the love of, the communi- of, of just the community of the church. All they see is, I remember the way I felt, this church ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. It is. But that's okay. But we love each other and we work together. And that's, people don't see that because they don't stick around long enough because they were never discipled. Amen. So I noticed that it says all nations. That means your kids. Most people, most people think as long as, as long as I'm in here doing what I'm supposed to do, the kids are just going to follow along. But let me tell you something. God ain't got no grandchildren. Amen. We, we're all either child of God or not. We have, to, we have to invest in our kids. We can't be... 
we are supposed to be out in the streets, but we have to be living that same thing at home. And that's sometimes I struggle with that. You know, I have a long day, and I, I have that facade. I have that welcoming smile like Brother Steve was talking about sometimes. By the time I get home, I'm about tired of that welcoming smile some days. Amen. <laughs> but we, we, have, we can't be like that. We can't make our kids miserable when they get home either. Amen. We have to, we have to show them the love of God as well. But this, this means your kids, it means your grandkids, it means your neighbor, it means your co-worker, it means the jailhouse, that means your whole community, it means your state, it means your country, it means the whole world has to be reached with the gospel. Not, and that's personal. That's a place that he's sending you. You may not be, you may not be able to go you know, to Africa or South America or Asia. There's a lot of places that we can, but we can support somebody that can, amen? And you may not be able to support somebody that can, but you can pray for them. That don't cost us a dime, amen. It don't cost us nothing but time. But we can pray for them. You can text them. You can talk to them, amen. So what are you doing to reach the whole people? Is it enough? Do you witness to the scary-looking guy at the gas station? You know, sometimes it's hard for me to talk to somebody. I call them Oreo earrings, you know. It's hard for me to witness to those guys like that. But maybe it's an atheist co-worker. Maybe it's you never know who it is. Just people that's going to be a little different than you. They need, they need Jesus too, just like we do, Amen. There was a time that I was that guy, you know, at the, at the gas station with the Oreo earrings, and the, I was lost. I was lost as lost can be, amen, but I thank God, you know, like I said earlier, me and my family, we had a bad experience coming up as a church, and because of that church and that one experience, I based everything I knew about love and about God and everything on that church, amen, and I went down a, a I, I never knew to lean on God, I never knew who to lean on, I was like, like I said, I just thought it was full of a bunch of hypocrites, it is, but that's okay. The first time I stepped in a church, it was as an atheist. The first time I stepped in a church, I was an atheist. I didn't, I didn't want nothing to do with God. I did not want to be, the, the, I'll be completely transparent with you tonight. The only reason I stepped in the, in the door of the Calvary Baptist Church in Lake Park was some of my, at the time, girlfriend would shut up and leave me alone about it. But she had asked me thousands, and I mean, it's got, I'm telling you, I know I say a thousand times, it seems like a lot, but it was probably a thousand times she asked me to come to church. And every time she did, I had some kind of sly remark and something like that. And I went, and when I, when I went, Lord, he showed me, amen. And I just got a hold of that old Holy Ghost. I mean, that's, it's all like, there's no other way to explain it, y'all. I knew when I was sitting on that chair that if, if I didn't get saved right then, I knew God was going to kill me. I knew I was dying and going to hell. And it, there is no other explanation for it than the Holy Ghost. I've had people come up to me and say, how do you witness the atheists? I said, you can't. You can witness to them. You can show them. But you have to show them your life, amen. You've got to show them. And that's what it was. And it was just people. And then they just invested into my life because I was stubborn. I had a whole backwards mentality of what church was and what church was supposed to be. So even after getting saved, you know, I've seen all these things. Like, this is wrong, and it's not wrong. You know, but I was so, so backwards, I needed to be discipled. And I'm sure glad that somebody did that. I'm sure glad that my wife, after that she didn't give up on me after the first time, I, that I almost cussed her out for her trying to make me go to church. I'm glad that, I didn't, that she didn't give up on me. Because if it was, I wouldn't be right here right now. I don't know where I'd be right now if it wasn't for Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> Sorry. But the rejection, we're going to have rejection. I'm telling you, if we, if, if, we backed upon, if we backed off every time we got rejected, there's so many people that wouldn't be saved right now. Amen. So what are you doing? Don't give up on that one that God has put on your heart. Because he's, he's still, 
they still need you. That person still needs the gospel. I'm glad Logan didn't give up on me the first time I told her. Amen. So keep, keep, keep after them. Number one, I notice his power. Number two, I notice his precept. Number three, I notice his present. I'm almost done, Stephen. <laughs> Jesus sent his disciples on a great, seemingly impossible mission, but he didn't send them alone. The promise of his constant presence was more than enough to guide and strengthen the disciples when they, while they obeyed Jesus and brought the gospel to the whole world. And it should be enough for us too, amen? I notice that there's protection in his presence. We are never out of his sight. He's always with us. If you just keep that in mind, y'all, we can do anything. We can handle anything. And I know that seems almost like a cliche. We say something, oh, God, we're under his protection. He's with us. He's with us. And there's sometimes that we, we do we really believe that, though? Do you really believe that, he, that he's with you, that he, you're, he's in your presence, amen? Because there's times that I say it, but then I don't go do what he's telling me to do, amen? But he's with us. We have to know that, he, there's, that there's protection in his parents, but there's power in his presence. There truly is power in the name of Jesus. God, I love that song, y'all. There's power in the name of Jesus. And since, I didn't mean to say that. And since verse 18 says that all power is given unto him, and verse 20 says that, he is with us always, even until the end of the earth. Then we also possess that power, amen? There's no power in us. So I wish that we could really understand this, that we're so prideful, we're so worried about somebody's going to thank y'all that we'd rather send them to hell than hurt their feelings, amen? Let me move on. It's peace in his presence. We have to remember that the church is the Lord's. It belongs to Jesus. It's his church and his work, Amen? So why should we worry? Everything is it's going to work out for his good. It says everything works out for his good. So we've got to remember that this is the Lord's church. This is his work. This is not nothing that we can do. If it was up to us, everybody would die and go to hell. Amen? So just witness to him. I truly believe that I can do anything that he tells me to do because whatever happens, it's his plan. And he'll use it for his good. Amen? Can you feel his parents? Can you feel his presence? So in conclusion, I, I know it's an old wore, out, old wore out message, it seems like. You know, we always, we always teach on the Great Commission, the Great Commission, the Great Commission. And even I thought about not, not preaching on it because I knew Brother Allen's coming, and Brother Allen can do a whole lot better at it than I can. But I just want to go. We almost let it go in one ear and out the other, but we can't do that, y'all. We have to heed to this. I feel like it's a reminder that we have to have, y'all, that we have to. We we're, we, lit we really are losing a generation, y'all. My grandchildren are going to have to go through things that I can't even fathom right now. There's my, my granddaddy's seeing us have to go through things that he could have never fathomed when he was a kid. Amen? But so what are you doing to reach this generation with the gospel? What are we doing to reach our, our future with the gospel? Amen? What can we do more? They might be young, old, black, white, brown, tattoos, piercings, fat, skinny. They all need Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to put this out there. Are you given the missions? If you're not, are you able? Are you willing to go? Maybe Some of us can't go. Like I said, we can't go to Africa. I tried going to Chile. It didn't work out for us. Amen. But we can still give the missions. Amen. We can still pray for them. I've been on, a, I've been on the field. I've been out there. You, don't, you have no idea what an email, what a text, what a handwritten letter those missionaries. You have no idea what, how that will help them, how that lifts their spirit. Just for them to see something in their own language. And I mean, that's just something that makes a huge impact. Just hearing a familiar voice, if you know one of them. I mean, just reach out to them. Love on your missionaries. Amen.
So maybe we can't go, but we can help them. Because there's, there's missionaries coming off the field every single day, especially right now. It's getting so hard to be a missionary with all these COVID restrictions and all these things. And, I mean, all these countries. I, I know missionaries that kicked out of, they, I know like three missionaries that kicked out of China, out of Taiwan. They're everywhere. Where they're, they're, we, have to, we have to encourage them, y'all. It's hard to be a missionary right now. And it always has been. I'm not saying that, but it's just reach out to them. I'm about to hand it over back to Pastor. But please, just mind the Lord tonight. What have you done to make a difference in the whole world, amen, for the whole gospel, amen? Lastly, I just pray that God will give you boldness to share the gospel with somebody this week, just, just one person. Just tell one person. Just invite them to church. Invite them to a revival. Like I said, Brother... Brother Alex is going to be coming. He'll be preaching on this, and he'll be, doing, be able to do a whole lot better job than I can. And we can get some people in here. Maybe they're not going to be a church member here, but maybe they can go to another church, and they can bring people to their church. Amen? So why don't we invite people to revival? We need revival here. Amen? We need revival. I know I need revival in my heart. I've had the verse of, uh, you know, renew the joy of my salvation. That's the Chris Hilton verse. That's not authorized. But renew the joy of my salvation. Amen? Because I need that. Bring back the joy, the joy of my salvation. That's what I want to do today. Lord, we love you, God, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Lord, I love you. Thank you. Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Well, I no sooner asked than received. Asked for some.